0: And viva Los Angelitos, everybody, and welcome to Halos in the Infield. I, of course, am Fernando Mendez coming at you for a live um, and uh, a breaking news podcast. I'm here in the average city of New Jersey. I'm not going to lie, call it beautiful or anything like that, uh, but you guys know the drill. I'm here in New Jersey every single month, had a little bit of free time, and I decided that with the news that broke today, I would come on here Talk about the Max Stassi contract extension, and uh, maybe talk a couple people off the ledge a little bit. Okay, so let's talk about the facts. Max Stassi signed a three-year contract extension. He is going to be getting three million this year, which is not a change from what he was going to get. He was going to get three million this year because this was what they agreed on to avoid arbitration. Okay, so the three million is fine. Next year, he's going to be getting $7 million, and the year after that, he is going to be getting $7 million. Now, if we get to 2025, he has a club option for $7.5 million or a $500,000 buyout. Um, Now, originally, I was a little torn on it. Let me start off by saying, I like Max Stassi. I like what he brings. I think he is great defensively. He is great at controlling a ball game. He knows exactly when to go talk to his pitchers. He knows how to calm down his pitchers. And the pitchers do seem to respond better when someone like Stassi is behind the dish. But the problem is an obvious one, right? He's not ever healthy. You know, now before you're like, okay, you're being dramatic. He is healthy. Don't say that he's never healthy. Guys, the most games he has ever caught in his career was 88 games, and that was for the Houston Astros. The most he's ever caught for the Angels was 87 games, okay? And that was last season in 2021. Now, when the Angels got Max Stassi, I don't think much. many of us got much of the deal, right? I mean, it was a trade for a backup catcher at that time. And that was in 2019. The Angels were starting to move away from Martin Maldonado, you know, and they were running into these stopgap type of options. And that's exactly what Max Stassi was always meant to be, a stopgap option. So now they are in a situation where they've given him his time and they've liked what he's contributed. So with all that being said, they gave him a contract extension. So can he stay healthy? That has been the mentality and the question for really the bulk of the last half decade for our entire team. And I would feel a little more comfortable if the angels were out consistently signing good backup catchers. But the problem is that they're not. Kurt Suzuki was our backup last season. Kurt Suzuki is once again, the backup this year. So with all that being said, You start to worry about what if we only get 90 games out of Max Stassi? What if he doesn't break that 100 plateau? You know, there might not be a big difference literally between 100 and 87 games. Literally, you know, we're talking about just over 10 games. But in the grand scheme of things, think about it. There's a big difference in, you know, 12 games. For From a team aspect, for those 12 games, you were able to control a pitching staff. For those few games, you were able to get the pitchers to buy into your system. If you're the starting catcher, you need these pitchers to trust you. And it's really hard to fully do that when you have Kurt Suzuki, of all people, splitting time with you. Now, I'm not a big Kurt Suzuki guy, but that's a topic for a different day. Right now, we're here to talk about the Max Stassi contract. Okay, uh, and James just said it right now. The jury is still out about Max Stassi, and that's absolutely true. But there's a lot of people who are like, "Hey, this is a great move. This is a great move." Now, for three million dollars this year, which is what we were agreed to, yeah, that's great. If he was getting three million for the next three years, or you know, three million, so nine million over the next three years total, I would tell you guys, guys, shut up. It's a decent deal. What more could we ask for? But the fact that next year he's getting seven, and the year after that. He is also getting seven million dollars. okay well that's when we start to get to is he worth that? I was kind of hoping for you know three million this year, 5 million in 2023 and 5 million in 2024. Unfortunately that's not the way it panned out. We're now give me a second here. okay yes, so catcher is super physically demanding position. So with that being said, getting to even a hundred games, 110 games is admirable and that's kind of what you want, okay? So, Tucker Barnhart, let's leave that one alone. $10 to $12 million. Okay. So, the next option that jumps to me that was appealing, and this name is going to be one that people are like, yes, why don't we go for that? Wilson Contreras. Wilson Contreras is another guy who's going to be getting $7.5 million this year. So, that means that next year, we're all of a sudden talking about a guy who's going to be getting anywhere from $12 to $15 million. While Max Stassi is going to be getting $7 million. Okay? Wilson Contreras, let's talk about his 2021. Okay? Just assuming in this hypothetical world that we would have gone for Wilson Contreras next season. 4.1 war, batted 237. And keep in mind, guys, he's a career 259 hitter. So Wilson Contreras is decent, but he's not taking the world by storm. Certainly not at 259, you're not taking the world by storm, especially if you want 12 to $15 million. That's not going to happen here. On base percentage of 349. It's pretty good. Slugging percentage of 458, and an OPS of 807. And that's for his career. Okay, so Wilson Contreras to me is an option that I would have looked at, but once again, we're talking about a guy who's probably going to want about 12 to 15 a year. Max Stassi is going to be getting seven a year. <clears throat> okay, and those are the big names in 2023. If we would have let Max Stassi walk. So before we all start jumping off the of ledge here, let's keep in mind, $3 million we were going to pay this year for him no matter what, okay? Uh, it's good to see player retention in more familiar phases. You know what, Doug, I talk I, – I mildly agree with that, and I'll touch on that in a second. But once we start getting to 2024 – it starts to get very, very, very slim pickings. A lot of these guys who are available in 2023 are probably going to bleed over because they're going to get the one-year deals. They're going to get the proving contracts. They're going to get the potential opt-out. You know, maybe the wolves of Contreras where he'll have a potential opt-out. So those guys will bleed over. But the biggest name is Yasmani Grandal, who at that point will be like, what, 36, 37 years old. So he's going to be creeping up there. But he's getting $18 million in 2023. So he's probably still going to demand a lot of money. Travis Darnot has a club option. Jan Gomes, club option. Manuel Pineda, club option. So all of a sudden, guys, Max Stassi starts to become the only option. So before we're all jumping off this hypothetical cliff, let's just relax... And remember the simple fact that Max Stassi might not have been the wrong option. So, you know, was it the best deal for us? Potentially. Was it a horrible deal? I'm going to go with no. And you know what? Not everyone's going to agree with me, and that's fine. It is what it is. I'm not sitting here telling you Max Stassi is the best catcher. But I will say Max Stassi defensively is a top 10 catcher maybe even a top five catcher. And before you guys say, Fernando, whoa, chillax, just remember that I'm able to make a claim like that and not get laughed out of the building. When was the last time the Angels had a surefire defender behind the dish? It's been a long time. This is not an organization that has been rich at the catching position. Benji Molina bless his heart. Jose Molina, bless his heart. Chris Iannetta, bless his heart. Those guys were good, serviceable catchers. But once we're starting to creep into the best players of, you know, your franchise history at catcher, all of a sudden, sorry, there's an issue with that. Uh, So um, Doug, our talk says that it's nice to see some retention. You know what? I will agree with that, especially at catcher. And the reason for that is because right now the angels are in an interesting position that we have not seen in a very long time. The angels have young pitching prospects. The angels have an opportunity to build. And I say, build a very very solid rotation that's something that I have not been able to say in a long time you know the angels have always had to buy these stopgap kind of guys it's been a very long these guys Patrick Sandoval Jose Suarez you know Reed Detmers you're gonna have Sam Bachman you're gonna have Kai Bush these guys are now going to have a catcher who is locked down for a you know Solid contract, three years, isn't anything crazy, especially after we go through that list that I gave you guys of available catchers over the next two years. That definitely had to go into Perry's mentality there. The fact that for the next two years, there might not be a better option, especially at that price point, on the open market. So, you know, time will tell. I really liked the Diamondbacks uh, catcher, and that was somebody who I wanted to trade for. But then we're losing pieces. We're finally starting to get to the point where Billy Epler's guys are at the big league level or starting to get really close to the big league level, or they were fringe four a guys who are now starting to get opportunities who are going to start making an impact at the major league level. You know, we're seeing Patrick Sandoval having a great season last year. Max Stassi was an insignificant trade. Actually, why am I putting air quotes? It wasn't insignificant trade at the time. And now it's a great trade. Right, because now we solidified him as a member of the Angels. So you know what? At the end of the day, this might not be the worst move possible. Is this a amazing move? No. If you would have asked me before today, hey man, what is the uh, Angels' um, off season? You know, what would you give Perry Manazian as a letter grade? I would have said B because of the bullpen moves. And now we're in a situation where. Maybe we're almost we're at a B plus. You know we're like at a, you know, eighty two percent, maybe an eighty three point five. So we're starting to creep towards you know like a solid B or a lower B plus. We're we're, we're going to start to get there. I still don't think that Perry Manassian is done. Now he did say in a couple of interviews hey you know we're always looking to make the team a little bit better. Is this what he was talking about? Perhaps. I think the Angels could benefit from a guy like a Johnny Cueto, a guy who's been there, done that, been in those big games, performed in those big games, who can now bring that level of expertise to these young guys who I just previously mentioned, the Suarez, the Sandoval, the Demers. And he can bring that mentality of, hey, you know what? I've been there. I know what it's like to pitch in those big games. Time will tell. But as of right now, I think that they have had a fairly solid off-season. It hasn't been bad. It hasn't been laughable. And this move isn't laughable either. Is this the move we expected? No. I know for sure it's not the move that Randy wanted. I mean, you can see any of the comments. But what I will say is that maybe next year, especially after the catching market starts to progress, we might sit back and say, you know what, this wasn't a horrible move. Is this move going to make our organization amazing? No. But... If he hits 100 games, even if it's just 100 flat, $3 million is nothing. Even $7 million is nothing in that capacity. But they have to get a solid backup catcher for me to feel comfortable. I've been on record multiple times saying I'd love a guy like Austin Hedges. He can't hit his way out of a wet paper sack, but what he can do is give you solid defense. Because Max Sassy provides solid defense. When Kurt Suzuki is in at catcher, we don't have that solid defense, and it shows with the bat throws. And we don't have a solid bat either. This isn't Mike Piazza we're talking about. You know, if we're talking about Mike Piazza, who's a great offensive catcher, but, you know, can't catch a cold, you know, that's a problem in itself, but at least his bat made up for it. Kurt Suzuki's bat doesn't even do that. So um, I'm hoping Kurt Suzuki is not a long-term option, and to be honest, I'm never on record saying that I want somebody to lose their job, but if he were to lose his job... Kurt Suzuki in the middle of the season, I wouldn't be that bummed out about it. Uh, Well, that's going to do it out of me. just wanted to come on here real quick. Talk about the Max Stassi trade. Maybe talk a couple of you guys off the ledge and just let you guys know this might not have been the worst move possible. We've had worse moves before. So hang tight, Halo fam. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to check out uh, Randy and Todd's podcast from last week. Uh, I'm hoping to record an episode this week. Uh, if not, once the regular season starts, you know, we'll be doing our two episodes a week again. Uh, big things on the horizon for us here at Halos in the infield. We just talked to the 66ers today. We're currently planning another feeding event. We're hoping to do a couple of this year, but we're hoping to do one on May 9th. Stay tuned. There might. Be, I know, I know, live podcast, so stay tuned that because that'd be really cool. Um, I was talking to their assistant general manager today. So we'll see what we can do. Obviously, we love feeding the minor leaguers. We love letting them know that, hey, man, somebody cares. You know, we know what you're going through. Uh, We appreciate what you're going through. You know, keep grinding. And hopefully this feeding event is just a little way to show these guys that, hey, man, We care. Obviously, we love the community outreach. We do. I told the 66ers that if they, as an organization, ever need anything, if they do any donation drives or if they need volunteers for anything, us here at Hales of the Infield, and I'm sure the Halo fam are always more than willing to extend our hand out to that organization. Baseball is about two weeks away, guys, so I am so excited for opening day. I'll be there with my family, and I'm super hyped. They've never been an opening day, and I don't think they know what's coming. Opening day is awesome. It's amazing. I have an opening day video that's going to be coming to you guys. Actually, I sent it to uh, to quite a few people on our page, and uh, they really, really liked it. Obviously, it's still going to improve, but the vibe of it, I do a narration where it shows videos and photos and key moments of Angel's history. And I mean, I, I really like the way it turned out, so I cannot wait for you guys to see this opening day video. It's absolutely awesome, and it just perfectly encapsulates like the feeling, the hope of opening day and just what makes it so special. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. I can't wait for you guys to be along for the ride here at Halos in the infield. You know, keep tuning in. You guys are great. We absolutely love everything and the platform that you guys give us and the platform that we give you guys too. You know, we love doing these live shows. We love interacting with you guys. We love the comments, the, the messages. It just never ends the amount of support that we get from you guys. And we might be a small community and I'm okay with that. You know, I see these other podcasts always trying to do, you know, so much more. And like, bro, it's like, who are you trying to impress? You know what? We have our small-knit community. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. We have, you know, what, almost 2,500 followers. And, you know, you guys are constantly engaged in the post. You guys are constantly engaged in talking about this minor league situation and getting those guys, you know, the exposure to hopefully get paid more. You guys are never afraid to burst and break The envelope. And at the end of the day, I don't care about having 10,000 fans, 15,000 fans. Sure. Is that cool? Great. But I mean, why would I want 15,000 fans to have two people come on a live or for 10 people to listen to my podcast or our podcast? Sorry. Um, you know, I would much rather have a smaller community of people who truly care about the product and the community because why would you want a hundred pennies when you can have four quarters? so uh, you know keep being awesome. you guys are the most important part of this network, and this uh, remember this franchise is nothing without us, so keep rocking it out there. Viva los angelitos.